Back in here on Morning Drive, hour number three, live on a Tuesday. Nick Braden, D-Mays, Marquise, Floyd Reese will join us coming up in just about 13 minutes as we'll talk all things Titans. Was he sleeping in today? Yeah, I think Floyd said, you know oh, what, Floyd. Titans are so bad. 6.30 is too early for Morning Drive. Get, get at me two hours later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I ain't getting up early for you bozos. <laughs> I, I don't mean, blame them. Yeah, I don't blame me. Yeah, me either. All right, so Tannehill, Mariota, decision supposedly coming at some point today. Uh, the way I read into this situation, and not so much with the way anything played out Sunday or the fact that you went to Tannehill, but the fact that you have to say we're going to have a decision at some point Monday night or Tuesday, I don't know why you would go back to Mariota. If Mariota's your guy, then you stick with him. So the fact that we have this 24-hour wait-and-see window, I think just common sense would lead you to believe Ryan Tannehill's the guy for this week? I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they chose to go with Marcus again. You would or wouldn't? I wouldn't be surprised if they chose to go with Marcus. I don't think you should be game. surprised at anything. Um, I think, you know, yes, you could read a lot into what happened this past weekend, but I think, because I've seen coaches do this where they remove a player and, you know, because the game is just not going away and they want to give a shot of energy and they hope it works. Uh, well, he got sacked four times in four minutes. Um, not necessarily, <laughs> not really four minutes. I'm exaggerating here, but I wouldn't be surprised if he decides, you know what, we're going to go with Marcus, and if it's not working, you know, in the first quarter, then we will pull Marcus and go with Tannehill. Uh, is that the right decision? I don't know. But uh, if, if I'm him, I'm going with Tannehill, and but, then but first quarter to Mark. If that's the case, then Marcus yeah, shouldn't be out there to begin with. If he's on that short of a leash, just well, go with Tannehill. Have, but you have to, man. You you why? Have, if it's not work, if it's he's had four you, years and five weeks. I know, but you, you what you do is you know you hope that the benching um, you know sparks him. Um, well, shouldn't shouldn't the signing of Tannehill months ago been the spark that says hey? If you get hurt or you don't perform, we have a guy who was a well, starter for right. seven years. Guys, you're we're, right. We're, you're again, absolutely right. We're, we're missing some of the equation here. I, I don't disagree that the Tannehill, Tannehill could be a spark. I, I don't disagree with that, I, either in a game or as a starter. I would put the, the percentages at probably, I don't know, 75-25 Tannehill starts probably. I think that's fair. That's fair. Um, I, I personally would start Marcus Mariota because I think he gives you a better chance to win. That's it. I, to me, it's not more complicated than who do I think gives my team the best chance to win today, this week, this game, in this moment. Who gives you a better chance to win? And I know everyone wants to see something different because they haven't seen it yet. Uh, for those of us who have watched 10 years of Ryan Tannehill, I don't think okay. he's better. Well, so. clarify best chance to win this week. Is it because you don't think Tannehill can get up to speed in one week? Or No, he's not better. Well, he's but what, not okay. a better football well, player. Well, here's the counter to that, though. What did you see from Marcus last week that says he's it, better than Tannehill? It, it, no, nothing last week. But again, sometimes your best pitcher doesn't have their their best stuff on that game. And Marcus had a terrible game. There's no there's no way around that. And and But Tannehill wasn't any better. Tannehill does one thing differently than Marcus does, and that is fire the football on schedule in the pocket. He does that better. The problem is where does the football go when he does that? And and throughout his career, he has been more injured, turned the ball over more, and won less. I don't think he is as good a quarterback. That's it. It's just my opinion. Um, I think most everybody that's been at practice all year believes that. The Titans certainly believe that through the first six weeks of the season. That may be different now. Marcus may just be permanently broken. That that may be uh, the, the truth of the matter. I think they start Ryan Tannehill, if I have to guess. Again, I think it's about 75-25% chance that they announce Tannehill today versus Marcus. 
I will guarantee you one thing. I think there's a 100% chance that they both start a game from here on out. Like, like they're both going to play. Like, I don't I, – I would expect – both guys to take snaps the rest of the season. I don't know what the percentages are or the breakdowns, but I would expect both of them to play. My issue is if I'm looking at not the long-term plan, that's a different conversation, but today, who gives me the best chance to win the football game today? I still think it's Marcus Mariota. That's my opinion. You can disagree with that. Marcus is... Uh, when when they brought Tannehill in... Um, they brought him in with the thought of if this thing doesn't work, and I, I think I, re, I, I recall myself saying this after about six games, six to seven games, if the record is not the where they want the record to be, they're going to make a change. Um, and lo and behold, they make a change during the game. Now, I don't know if that change will continue from here on out if they decide to go with Tannehill, but they brought Tannehill in for a reason. And it wasn't just to be the backup all year. Their thought was this. Two things. If Marcus get healthy, then yes, he comes in. But if Marcus is not playing well after five years, you got to remember, this is not their guy. They didn't draft him. So eventually they're going to say, you know what? If you haven't shown us that you are def- – and that's the problem. He hasn't shown anyone he's definitively the guy. Where there's there's no qualms about this. He's the he's our guy. The Titans can say what they want to say, and I told y'all this before. They are going to say all the right things in regards to their quarterback. Either one, but yeah. deep down in their heart, they brought Ryan Tannehill because they don't believe one Marcus can stay healthy, and two that he is the guy. And- for a whole this, season. Th- this is not a Tannehill endorsement coming from me. This is just where I am with this team, with Marcus Mariota. If you start Marcus Mariota this Sunday, it is very demoralizing to your fan base. I, I think if you if you send him out this week to start, that it will be... I have, I, I'm just being mm. completely honest. And we are paid to watch the Tennessee Titans. Mm. I'm just, and this is not me trying to get shock on the radio. I have zero interest in watching Marcus start this game Sunday. I, I would certainly want to watch Tannehill, mm-hmm. not because I believe in him, because I want to see the dumpster fire that is Tannehill it's, just it's to prove new, that we have no quarterbacks here. It's a new thing. It's a new thing. Yeah. Uh, and I think, and you can speak to this in the mm-hmm. locker room, I know you didn't play on that side of the ball, but defensively, if they feel helpless with Marcus at quarterback, and they're saying, hey, we're a top five defense. We give up 15 points a game or whatever the number is per week, and you can't score any points. I think that's a defeated feeling for your defense if Marcus leads this team back on the field. Well, I mean, yes, it, what, what happens it can if your backup's be. even worse? Um, then you're screwed. Isn't that just as defeating? Then you but just shut it down. Here's the thing: you you hear it, and you just got to pay attention to a team and listen to what they say. And you heard Sappho; he's not playing well anyway. But you heard <laughs> Sappho say what he had to say about Ryan Tannehill. You heard Delaney Walker say what he has to say about Ryan Tannehill, about the quarterback situation. He's elite. Don't don't think that those guys in that locker room are not saying to themselves, man, I don't think Marcus is the guy. We, I'm glad we are making a change. At least we can see what we have. And, and, and those players, like those leaders that you talk about, Delaney or Jarrell Casey or Byard or anybody else, Woodard, they can all have the utmost respect for Marcus. Yeah, that's sure. what I'm saying. But, but they sure. can just they simply believe win. he's not the best guy for yeah, the job yeah, right and, now. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, we all can, like, I think the to your point, Nick, about the fans, right? Like the fans want to see Tannehill, I, I think, for, by and large. It doesn't mean they're going to like what they see. I mean, listen, I, I, I hope I'm wrong. Corey Curtis said it, too. 
I hope I'm wrong. I I hope Ryan Tannehill comes in and lights a spark and lights a fire, and this team is good, and they make the playoffs. I'd like to see that. That'd be good for the city and good for our show and 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 more interesting stuff. I'd like to watch a more interesting football team. I I just don't have any faith in that happening, and and it's not just because of Ryan Tannehill. It's because. Does it matter who is standing behind the offensive line? They're not going to be do you, successful. Do you, do you think, though, real quick, defensively, uh-huh. the the leaders on that side are saying, you know what, I'll live with Ryan Tannehill and his ability to let it rip, even if it leads to turnovers and, and mistakes, because I can't watch, if I'm on the defensive sideline, and I, I just can't watch three and out after three and out. Like, Marcus is conservative, and he doesn't make a ton of that, mistakes, but like you, big risk, big reward with Tannehill. And that's what guys are saying. Just throw the ball, man. At least give those guys an opportunity to catch it. At least, you know, go through your progressions and deliver the football. Don't sit back there and hold on to it. And I, I get it. The offensive line is, is its problem. But let's, let's look at this very carefully. All of those sacks, Marcus wasn't rushed the whole game. Marcus had opportunities where he had a clean pocket, where he sat back there and just watched, 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 watched. He wasn't getting pressured the whole game. I went back and looked at that game, and I'm going to go back and watch it again. He didn't get pressured the whole game. They gave up sacks and bunches toward the end of the game. But for, for the most part, Marcus was not getting rushed, and that's what these guys are seeing. Like, okay, yeah, we can blame the offensive line, rightfully so. But for three quarters, it wasn't the offensive line's fault. They gave Marcus opportunity. Man, watch that. I'm telling you, watch that game. Just watch that game. It wasn't the offensive line is bad. He missed throws. The offensive line is bad. Derrick Henry had one and a half yards of carry. No, I'm saying, I'm saying, pass protection. They were not that bad. It wasn't until toward the end of the game where they start giving up um, 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 sacks and bunches. But before that, they gave Marcus an opportunity to throw the football. And when you one skip guys consistently or you throw it over their head, those guys on the defensive side are looking like, oh, damn. Yeah. Like, come on. The off- we, we bitch about the offensive line. They're giving you an opportunity. I mean, Tannehill had a couple. still are not. Tannehill had a few times where he dropped back and had all day to throw, too. I, I, listen, you're right. You're yeah, right. So you get it. But you're, my you're, you're right that Marcus Hill, made mistakes. He was bad. Tannehill, There's no question. Tannehill get this team. Do I think Tannehill is the long-term uh, option? I don't know. Probably He's not. not. I don't know. He's not. But he get right now, he gives them a better opportunity to win a football game because, again, He's, he doesn't have all that baggage from what has happened to him in the previous years. That He's might be here the biggest with argument. a clean slate and say, you know what? It's sort of like Tua. When Tua came in and, and led that comeback, he said, you know what? I have nothing to lose. Well, I'm just going to chuck the ball around. If we win, great. If we lose, then I, hey, it is what it is. That's Tannehill. He's going to come in. He's going to say, but now the hell with it. But now he's the starter, though, because to, to your point, he comes in off the bench and he's can, Tua can do whatever he wants, down by two touchdowns in the championship game, and there's no downside, right? Well, now he's now you now if you're the starter, there's downside. You could lose, and you got to play well, and and all that stuff. I, that I, I'm with you. I think the biggest argument for Tannehill is mental clarity. Like I, Marcus is just broken right now, and Tannehill at least maybe has a clear conscience or a clear mind or something. It, the only advantage to me is mental. For Tannehill, because physically, I still think Marcus is the better player. Teron Davenport just sent me a text. He said, "Remember what Kenny Vaccaro said to me: We have to be the '85 Bears or the 2000 Ravens." He said, "Their job is to keep the opposing team from scoring less points, and if it's going to be a zero-zero tie, it'll be a zero-zero tie." I 
to me basically says Kenny Vaccaro realizes the margin for error is slim because the offense can't score. Like the defense probably feels like they have to shut people out to win games. And, and to be fair to both Tannehill and Mariota, it's not necessarily all about them. It is largely the offensive line. No, well, that's true. The offensive no, line no. is horrific. It doesn't matter which. Have we seen a, an offensive line through six games more wretched than this? Oh, uh, two Texans with David Carr. They've given up twenty nine sacks. Yeah, nobody well, can. Nobody can succeed in that. Twenty nine sacks. Hey, but listen, that's insane. That's five I mean, a game. They are. They are bad. <laughs> but you know who's not bad? Coos Rings MD. Oh, you know, not bad. Roger Saffold needs to go check out your boys. Maybe okay? Roger Saffold needs Seriously. to go along with the whole offensive yeah, line. a little CSPD. They need, they need a team <laughs> bonding together. Some energy. Get them some energy. And listen, I've been telling you all about this for several, for some months now. And it's been close to a year about my good friends over at Coos Rings MD. They've helped more men um, who've started to seek help for hormone deficiencies and imbalances. Listen, Dr. Jeffrey Lodge, his wife Daphne, along with that experienced staff, they will give men treatment required to improve their quality of life. And, man, we know we need a better quality of life. Um, Coos Rings MD Services have already helped many men of Brentwood, Nashville, Franklin, which I am uh, currently living, and the surrounding areas with improving their immune systems. Fellas, when we get sick, we act like big babies, and we know it. So let's avoid all that. Energy levels, we need to get our levels up. That's why when I walk in this building, my levels are on, as the kids say, on fleek. That's what they say. That's the, that's the term on fleek. I think that's what it is. So, which means it's on high. It's at a level that's never been before. Cognitive functions and more. They are there to connect you with the medical care you require, you require to have a healthy and enriched life. And there's no better time now to achieve a healthier lifestyle. Man, I'm telling you, my lifestyle is damn healthy and yours can be too. So what are you waiting on? Give Cool Springs MD a call today and make an appointment. It's better to do it today than wait until tomorrow, okay? 615-486-3458, 615-486-3458, or visit their website. Write this down. Cool All right, welcome MD. back in the morning drive, ESPN 102.5 The Game. Nick Braden, D-Mace, Marquise. Stick to sports coming up at 845 this morning as we welcome in our general manager, Floyd Reese. Floyd, happy Tuesday. How you doing this morning? I'm doing great. You guys? We're doing well. So, two-part question. One, how do you think the Titans will handle this quarterback situation for this upcoming week against the Chargers? We know the decision should be announced today. Uh, And then secondly, how would you personally handle it this week? Well, I kind of think it's going to be the same both ways. I, I, my gut tells me they're, they're going to give Marcus another shot. And that, um, you know, after sitting out, after the realization that he can be taken out for the first time in his career, probably, um, you know, it may be enough of a shakeup to to make a difference. Maybe it won't, but I think that's what they need to find out. The mission is still the same for them, unless in their minds they've said he can't do it. And if, if they're saying that, you know, he's not the guy then, you know, they'll probably put Tannehill in and, and run with him and see see what happens. But if they still think that Marcus has a prayer, then I think they'll go back to him and, you know, give him an opportunity to straighten it out. It, what are the odds, Floyd, that both quarterbacks are going to play significant minutes over the next 10 games? I, I, I hope zero. I mean, I don't want 
you know, of them to get into quarterback A goes in, plays for a quarter, throws an interception, quarterback B comes in and, you know, does the same thing. I mean, I don't – you can't get into, in my mind, you know, the, the thing you have to stay away from, two things you have to stay away from. If, indeed, you think Marcus still has a prayer, keeping him alive and a, and a key element of the team – and and I think, you know, the second thing is you don't want to get in the quarterback, you know, rotation back and forth. You know, you don't uh, you don't want I think that's probably the worst thing that could happen, you know, where one quarterback goes in, plays a little bit, next one goes in, he fails, go back to the first one. I mean, you know, it's uh that's that will cost you literally you know, the every game. But Floyd, would you would you agree that, you know, whatever they do um, that 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 they need to do it and stick with it because the players are watching, and if the players feel as if you're not doing anything, then I think you are you are on the brink of losing your locker room, and the players just want to see, you know, that you are proactive in trying to change some things as a head coach and not try to keep this thing status quo. Yeah, I, I think, you know, this game that Marcus was taken out of, in my mind, was not the normal, you know, the quarterback is is fed up or, he you know, the, the quarterback misses an audible and they say, okay, that's enough for today, and they pull him out. I, I think Marcus literally played his way out of that game. You know, I don't think Vrabel had a choice. I think probably any head coach – in in football that saw his starting quarterback play that poorly would say hey this you know for whatever reason today's not right he's not right whatever the case may be we got to make a change um and and so i think when they go back to it they can say hey you know you're going to be the guy and we're going to give you another chance and see what happens here and uh, you know the again the mission was to see if marcus had a chance to be the guy and if he did have a chance then you know they were going to give him the season to to see if in fact that happened if if at any point they get to they get to where they say no you know this just isn't going to work he is not the guy then i think fine go ahead and make the change and you know put tanny in in there and 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 see what he can do it's not like we don't know what tanny can do you know we've got seven or eight years worth of video that shows Tannehill playing and and what he can do. So I think, you know, they probably have a pretty good feel for for what where he is and what he's going to do. Floyd, you're a general manager of an NFL football team, and a social media director comes to you and says, "Hey, I'm going to post a picture and a story online about our decision to choose a starting quarterback with a picture of both quarterbacks on Twitter." What do you think, general manager, Mr. Reese? Well, I don't, uh, you know, again, I, I, I understand why that happens. You know, social media is such a popular item, and everybody's on it, and everybody wants to know what's going on. That being said, I don't think anything that has to do with football should be out there. You know, the guy that is probably sending it out is, you know, he may not word it correctly. He may not. I mean, there are just too many things that lead to speculation, that leads to, you know, the next next press conference, you spend the whole time talking about a social media, a tweet, 
you know, somebody tweeted out. And then, like yesterday, you know, one of the players gets mad or doesn't like it, and he responds. And now what are you doing? Now you're responding to the player, you know, responding. And, I mean, it's just a vicious cycle. And uh, and I was always of the belief that, hey, you know what? Nothing that happens in this locker room needs to go on anybody's social media, whatever it may be, whatever item they use, to the outside world. Everything in here stays in here. Floyd Reese joining us here on Morning Drive. So let's flip the page and let's look ahead to the Chargers a little bit. They're coming off of a really poor showing against the Pittsburgh Steelers, losing to Pittsburgh's third-string quarterback. How did the Tennessee Titans go about beating a Chargers team that looks like they're taking on a little bit of water right now? Yeah, I mean, I think both these teams are in the same place. If you would have talked to a lot of you know football people before the season, they looked at San Diego and said, hey, San Diego's going to be a contender. You know, they're going to be right in the middle of this thing, whether or not they win the division or make the playoffs. That being said, I mean, they've, you know, they've gone through a series of injuries. That's affected them. But the bottom line is they're just not playing very good. And uh, and so, you know, these two teams are going to go into this thing with the same approach, same outlook. they got to find a way to win one. You know, they they both need to try to get back on track. And, uh, and whichever team wins, it certainly has a ways to go but at least it's a step in the right direction. Floyd, good stuff as always. We'll be listening today at 2 o'clock. Thank you. Thanks, guys. You got it. Floyd Reese joining us here on Morning Drive. We'll Wait come back. for the Gipper. Yeah. Come back, react to what Floyd had to say in regards to uh, Marcus, that he, he believes uh, Marcus will still be the guy, and whether or not a little shot of energy can do, uh, do some change. Back after this here on ESPN, 1025 again. Stick to, <laughs> stick to sports coming up at 845. <laughs> Chris Mason at 9.30. We, uh, did, we just did too much radio during the segment. We did. That's what we did. Top four Tuesday as well. College football, all that coming up in the final hour and a half oh, of the show. Goodness. So Floyd says he, he would still lean towards Marcus Mariota. Um, but you see, here's the thing. And when, when Floyd followed it up by saying, I already know what Ryan Tannehill is, I think we all know what Ryan Tannehill is. I don't think Titans fans do. And we saw what he was with the Dolphins. Now, I, I, I tend to believe he'll be the same thing with the Tennessee Titans, but I need visual confirmation. I, I just need to say, okay, yeah. Yeah, I saw it, and I, next. I, I think that's a fair approach. I don't have anything. There's nothing I can say. I, just, I can't disagree with that approach. My, my problem is, is I still look at the NFL, and this is not like college, right, where you lose twice and you're done. Or you lose three times and your season's over because you're not competing for championships anymore. That's not the way the NFL works. The the NFL, you, you can go two and four and make the playoffs. You can go one and five and make a run and make the playoffs. You can be sitting at six and six in the middle of the year and win four games and all of a sudden you've had a good season. There's just, NFL seasons are just so strange that they're still – like look at the AFC. The Pittsburgh Steelers are awful. The Browns are not what they were supposed to be. That the Chargers are are taking on water. I mean, look at the AFC; it's still there. If you put three wins together, you're you're above five hundred and you're competing for a wild card. So to me, there's still a chance with a great defense to to compete for a playoff spot. I realize that seems far far fetched, and certainly offensively, that doesn't sound reasonable. I'm with you on the two and four, but, but in it's, general, it's, it's how they have gotten to two I know, and four. I know. I mean, you said you know put together three wins. I'm hoping they can put together three touchdown drives. <laughs> I mean, they scored zero, seven, seven, seventeen. Yeah. Four of those no, I, six listen, games, the offense has been atrocious. I, you're absolutely right. Can't. It's argue. how you came to two and four. I know. You're absolutely right. You can't argue with that. Those are those are facts. Um, 
it doesn't mean that things strange things don't happen in NFL seasons. And so I, I'm with Floyd. I have I still today. Now uh, again, I think the best argument for Tannehill is if if Marcus Mariota is permanently broken mentally, psychologically, I you know whatever spiritually, I don't know. Like if he is just completely you know broken and and it's obvious then maybe Tannehill gives you a better chance to win. But if they are both fully healthy and mentally still strong, right? Like like Marcus isn't emotionally broken either. If they are both mentally prepared to play and both physically healthy, I think one is the better player than the other. This is like arguing Georgia versus Florida right now in the college football playoff rankings. Florida has a loss. Georgia has a loss. I think Georgia's the better football team. It's not um, – like we can get into the nuts and bolts of why I think that, but really it kind of comes down to when you're on the committee in college football, who do you think is the better team? And right now I'd pick Georgia to beat Penn State. I'd pick Georgia to beat Florida. I'd pick, you know, it's just sort of a general thing. It's not you use a bunch of you know factoids and stats to back it up, but basically you just say, hey, I think this guy's better, and and I think Marcus is the better player than than Ryan Tannehill. I think that's been the case throughout their entire careers. And I still think Marcus gives you the better chance to win a football game today, tomorrow, the next week, whatever, than Ryan Tannehill does. That I hope I'm wrong. I, you know, if Tannehill gets the start, I, I hope Ryan Tannehill plays well. But if, if you're just the NFL's weird, you st- you're never really out of it, right? Until you're officially out of it. Look at look at your Eagles last year, right? Weren't the Eagles on life support with like five games to go in the regular season? And then all of a sudden they win some games and they make a wild card and all of a sudden they're in the playoffs. Like you just, it's just the Colts were one and five and then made the playoffs. Like there's just weird things happen in the NFL. So I still think you can't give up on the season. And you know, if, if we'll, we'll all find out together, um, a, what Ryan Tannehill is, B the decision that they make all, all this stuff. It's all, we're all going to learn together. Um, I just hope that it means meaningful football games down the stretch because this defense is too good to be wasted by the offensive line problems right now. It's too good of a defense, and I just feel bad for the defense because this team is a playoff-caliber defense, if not a championship-caliber defense. And then Jeffrey Simmons is going to come back in the next couple. Haven't even talked about that. He, he's on the practice field yesterday, right? Can he play left guard? Yeah, so it don't matter what he does because the defense is the I defense. Mean, they play him well. It, it, Marcus and, and Ryan, they're basically the same players. Um if you look at you know the numbers, the stats, everything else, they are basically the same player. Now Ryan has played what two, three more years than Marcus. Uh, well, he missed an entire season, so it's probably less than that. Probably they are probably around right around the same um, time. Same when you talk about starting, um, but they're the same player. Um, you're going what you're going to get with with Ryan. You're going to get with Marcus. I think the thing that separates the two is that Ryan is going to throw the ball. Uh, is that a Marcus, good skill set for a quarterback yeah, to have? It, in this situation, it is. It's, <laughs> Throwing the football. He's, he's just going to let it go. He's not going to hesitate. When I watch him, for some reason, I'm more at ease because it looks as if when he's in a pocket, he's in more of, he's in control. He understands. He's going through his progressions. He understands where to throw the ball, and, and he's not the. I'm not I'm sitting here and debating whether he's great or not. But yeah, neither of them are great. When when he's in a pocket, 
he looks different than Marcus. He looks as if he's going through his progressions. He looks as if he's not worried too much about what the offensive line is going to do. Are you he's basing this off of to, three drives? I'm basing this off of what I've seen from him in the preseason, what I've seen from him in the three drives, what I've seen from him as a quarterback, period. He is just more decisive than Marcus. If the numbers, they're both identical. I mean, it, this is a eight, this is a, if this is a nine-win team with Marcus, they are a nine-win team with Ryan Tannehill. That's just the way it is. And Marcus hasn't proven to me that he's more than that, and, and Ryan hasn't proven to me that he's more than that. These two guys are one and the same. You, you, the only thing that's different is, is, is the names on, on the guy's back and the nationality. That's about it. Everything else, they're the same quarterback. I think they're, I think they're both American. I'm might not. You guys want to hear a, a yeah. real soft millennials response to one of my tweets? Oh god! Because I just crushed oh. somebody's soul oh, on yeah. Twitter. This is what this is what Nick does while Derek and I are talking. By so, the way, Nick just sends. Tweets. Well, no, during the last commercial, I tweeted <laughs> it would be. And I, this is what I said on the air. I said it would be demoralizing to Titans fans if Rabel sends Mariota back out there this week as a starter. Me personally, I have no interest in watching Marcus anymore. Give me Tannehill to confirm what I already know that he's not the guy either. Mm-hmm. Pretty simple, straightforward, yeah, legit tweet, right? Zach says, "Why are you drawing, drawing a line in the sand? You have two quarterbacks. One is the guy for now. Why not try a positive approach instead of the constant Debbie Downer approach?" And my my, my response to that is, "Well, if you want fanboy rah rah analysis, you can find it on social media, but you're not going to get it from me. Like this is the truth. And you have two quarterbacks? No, you have you have zero. Yeah, you, you think really, Vandy has two quarterbacks? Nah. They have zero. Well, Do the you, Vols have two quarterbacks? No, they have zero. No, yeah, absolutely. Two quarterbacks, right. zero. Until one guy just proves this season that it's my team and I'm going to win, then you have no quarterback. We have um, six quarterbacks in the state. Translation: We have zero. <laughs> we have nothing. It. No one. And here's the problem. Don't you talk about JT no Trout one, that way? No one has <laughs> definitively. Grab the grab the football and said, "This is my team. I am the guy." Um, anytime you have this, it's just like this ambiguity of who's going to be the guy. Marcus should have solidified this a long time ago, and that's the problem that I have is that he hasn't. He's not great. He's not bad, but he hasn't said. Titans, this is my team. Through the Kansas City playoff game of his career, he did. Since yes. Vrabel got here, and yes. a fair question by Stillman at the press conference yesterday. He's regressed. Under Vrabel, he's regressed. Yeah, Man, I, he, I think that's he, totally he true. Had, you disagree? I mean, the first two years, statistically, he, he was good. One Third good, year, he got a playoff he had win. one good season. He was man. trending in the right direction he had, until listen, 2018. No, no. Well, those are the facts, no, though, no, Derek. No. The facts are he had one. I mean, I'm not a Mario the guy, but I mean. The facts are he had one good season. 26 and 9 touchdown interception ratio. Before that, he was 19 and 10. After that, 13, 15, 11, 8, 7, 2 right now. Where in the hell is this? Oh, he's had two or three really good seasons. I'm calling it like it is. He has it. Give me real quick. Hold on. Hold on. Give me, give me, give me the touchdown to interceptions the first two years. The first two years, he had 19 and 10 his okay. first year. I kind of dismissed that because it's one year. Okay, but still, blame Wizenhunt. as a rookie, 19 and 10, not bad. Nine, his best <laughs> okay. season. After that, he went down Right, here. statistically, third year went down, but third year resulted in a road playoff. But, but again, it was... <laughs> Trust me, okay, I, I, I'm going to give you all... You know what? 
I'm I'm tired of arguing with people about this Kansas City damn game. Have it. But it didn't prove to me that he was the guy because he won a day. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl, but did anybody believe he was the guy? Hell no. Well, he won a Super Bowl, though. Marcus is not the guy. I what? want him to be the guy, but he hasn't been the guy. And that's the problem. He Again, he hasn't said, this is my team. I'm the quarterback. His play hasn't shown that. Why do you got to be? What I'm saying. Why do you got to be such a Debbie Downer? <laughs> uh, can't you have a positive approach for once? I want Marcus. Listen, I want Marcus to be the. I want him. No, you're not wrong to, about. I want this. him to. This. I want him to be the guy so we can stop making on a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, what yeah, you just, and you said Marcus it since the, the beginning. Guy. Yeah, boom. You, that's you, all I want. You said it from the beginning. Like, make it so clear that there's no discussion, right? Like, that's what you've said exactly. since the beginning. But I think it also is important. This is the same conversation we had with Derrick Henry. Uh-huh. D- Derrick Henry was not the Derrick Henry we know today prior to getting benched against New England and looking himself in the mirror and calling himself garbage. That it does, just because he got better and changed as a player doesn't mean that he was productive before that. Marcus was productive and getting the job done for his first three years in the NFL. He was a playmaker who did th- really good things for this franchise. He took them from complete irrelevancy to the AFC divisional round of the playoffs. That is a fact. He was a pr- very statistically productive quarterback in his first two seasons. He also dealt with multiple coordinators. And since the loss to the New England Patriots in the playoffs, to Stillman's question yesterday, he has regressed. Now, statistically this year, he was getting better. And then the game against Denver happened. And we all go, oh my God, it's awful. And like Floyd said, he played his way, he's played his way out of the starting lineup. I don't think that Mike Vrabel and Arthur Smith and John Robinson look at the Denver game to make a decision as to what's the quarterback moving forward. They look at the entire thing. They look at the entire season, the preseason. They look at every piece of film they've got on Marcus and every piece of film they've got on Tannehill and how everybody works together, and they will make a decision to who they think gives them the best chance to win moving forward. And and 75% of that, I believe, is probably Tannehill. I still think I would go with Marcus, but that's why I'm not making millions of dollars to be the coach. But I also have things to say when I step to a podium and have a <laughs> have a microphone in front of my face. I, I don't I don't just give snarky answers. I, I could be dead wrong about stuff all the time. In fact we all are and you two will point it out <laughs> plenty of times. And it's I'm okay with that. But but again, you're not going to base who starts this week and gives you the best chance to win based on what happened in one game. It's it's a it's a broader evaluation than that. Coming up next, we will tell you why the Titans will run the table and go ten and zero down the stretch. Just you know, <laughs> because we don't want to be Debbie Downers. You know, we, we don't Titans are going to win every game. A little positive spin on everything. Tighten up, man. Let's Tighten. be positive. Titans are going to be so good. They're going to score 45 points a game. Moving the fire. They're going to be like Tebow in 2008 when they lost to Ole Miss and averaged you, 50 points a week. You will never see a team play harder than our team will play from here on out the rest of the year. Positive Fanboy Radio coming up next. It is Morning Drive, ESPN 102.5. The game, NFL fans, Ole Miss Nashville's best NFL pregame show. Start your morning off with the kickoff from 10 to 12.30, followed by NFL pregame show live featuring Jared Stillman, Floyd Reese, and Chris Sanders from the George Jones downtown on 2nd Avenue this Sunday, 12.30 to 2.30, prior to the Tennessee Titans taking on the L.A. Chargers. Pregame show brought to you by Wholesale Inc., powered by RumbleOn.com, Kubota Tractors, your Middle Tennessee Kubota dealers, and Boomba's Craft Pizza and Tap House. That is this upcoming Sunday. Boys, let's stick to sports. 
The world is a crazy place. Crazy sounding pretty good right now. Let's lighten the mood. After all that seriousness, <laughs> you're just going to crumple it up and throw it in the trash. Basically. And stick to sports. Now, on Morning Drive. All right, D-May, stick to sports. Brought to you by the good people. At Decorated Dan Interior, stick with the pros at Decorated Dan. When you're ready to decorate your home, office, or outdoor spaces, request a complimentary appointment, which is free, online at decoratingdan.com. Number one. All right, fellas, let me ask you. I've never owned a pet before. Ever? Ever? 20, ever. Oh, wow. Your mom never had a pet with you? Well, I lived in an apartment, man. So you Goldfish? Know. I did have a goldfish named Kobe, but there it died go. like two days. Kobe. See, look at this. Oh, I apologize. <laughs> you know, I would have named it Tua if it was a couple years earlier. But, so. Should have named him Smush. A, that counts as a pet. I mean, it died in two days, though, so. Yeah. Sounds like you're not a very good pet owner. Yeah, that's probably it. That's probably why I never had one. But, are you guys dog or cat people? Dog. dog. dog I don't trust dog. cats. Yeah, no. Cats. Me and cats. And, uh, I don't trust cats. Mike Leach, on the other hand, <laughs> he is Enough not. Said. He is a cat person. And here's his explanation why he is a cat person. Mm. Uh, there's a definite difference. Um, I've never been able to understand animosity towards a cat any more than like a squirrel or a hamster or something, you know. <laughs> you know, you don't see somebody, I hate hamsters or I hate squirrels <laughs> or I hate robins, you know. I mean, but there is definitely... Some people that hate cats, which strikes me as quite strange, uh, because in the end, it's only a cat. And <clears throat> if someone would allow a cat to disturb them that much and and generate so much emotional anxiety, I have a hard time understanding that. I do think there's a point to where dog owners are evolving towards cat owners, and I think that's unfortunate. Um, <clears throat> cat owners tend to be, from my experience, uh, more independent, a little more solo, a little more solo, and I guess appreciate the independence in a cat. Cat owners can become obsessive where, uh, at a higher rate than dog owners where instead of, uh, you know, one cat's fun, two cats are twice as fun, so let's get 20 of them. <laughs> So Wait, is there any evidence yeah. that cat owners are more obsessed? Oh, you gotta love well, Mike Leach. What, what did we man. just listen to? Where, where? I mean, is that a press conference? <laughs> yes, this, yes, this is. This actually is a press conference. Mind you, they're zero three. Oh my goodness! In the last three games, by the way. Were, was he doing a, a a thing for Animal Planet or something? Well, here, here, first of all, I'm not sure where the robin came in. He just kind of threw the bird in there Squirrel randomly. Like, and- I get if you're comparing hamster cat squirrel but like i think people don't like squirrels either i think people are kind of yeah. like anti-squirrel in general yeah. and in fact i got a buddy who's got a really good squirrel killing trick for his yard if you guys want me to share that with you one day um i but i don't think we hate cats i, I don't trust a cat mm. i think they're all russian spies um <laughs> but, but i think i just don't trust them i don't hate them i don't i just don't trust I them i just like cats they're is it does it make us simple and and easy that we appreciate the like sort of the blind loyalty of a dog is that is like i don't i don't want to have to work for my pet's affection like yeah. does that make me lazy or does that make me smart I mean, people have always said, like, dogs are better than humans. Like, some people would rather be around a dog than another human being because they're just great and loyal. I've never heard anybody say that about a cat. No. Well, people want, they want to be around dogs because dogs can't talk. 
they can't cats sit can't there. Either. Cats no. can't eat, so that's why they rather be around dogs I, than human. But I would rather be around a human than now, a dog. There's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of medical <laughs> <That> too. <laughs> there's a lot of medical evidence that will, of course, tell you that having pets in general will yeah. lead to longer, that's healthier lives. And very uh, therapeutic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I just think that if you're looking for easier therapy, the dog is far easier support system than the cat is. Where you have to like work really hard to prove to the cat that he can trust you and then you got to like really work hard to show him that the house is safe and like you got to give never, him his space when the I've cat wants his space a, you got to give the cat his space i've never seen a Dog hospital that. you know say well let's let's prance around some cats for therapy also how about i've seen them do dogs now i'm not saying they don't but what, from what i've seen my experience is they've been all dogs i, I like his well the, you know cat owners are more solo read alone (laughs) when you're 70 and by yourself is when you end up with 60 cats in your house but you know what you do see with dogs dogs can take care of seizures prevent seizures dogs can help blind people get around Mm -hmm. there are service dogs that work for on a lot of different service people i don't know of any service cats i could be wrong i could be wrong wrong. no i mean dogs are very therapeutic there was a stretch we had a yellow lab Uh we named him sabin Mm-hmm. Because of, of course. the Nick Saban, yeah. of course, he's a winner. Uh, so <laughs> we had a dog, and there would be stretches, you know, in 2010, 2011, before I really figured out how to bet college football, mm-hmm. where I'd have losing weekends, and me and the dog would sit on the back porch, and he would just look at, and he didn't care that I was three and seven against <laughs> the spread. He didn't judge you. He didn't care that I was stuck two hundred and eighty dollars. He just, you know, he thought I was a great individual. Uh-huh. He didn't judge, and it you. was it was very therapeutic. See, I agree. The instantaneous loyal love and support of a dog, mm-hmm. as long as you're paying it back to that dog right mm-hmm. not taking not abusing the privilege emotionally and i'm not exactly. talking about physically um that's the problem with a cat is a cat doesn't provide any emotional Nothing. support doesn't do anything i don't believe it might kill some a mice cat is guess, about himself but or herself but fellas i mean we're missing the whole point of the story man one cat's fun two cats are twice as fun so let's get 20 of them i mean why not <laughs> man you know <laughs> I don't know how you go from one to twenty. <laughs> like one he, cats are fun, two cats are. Qu- I, I think he knows that you know once you t- get the one cat and the second cat, you're on a slippery slope of yeah. cats. Like you can slide down that that cat slope and end up like the crazy cat lady pretty quickly. I think we all have known that person though. Like I, I used to go to school with a kid who owned like a. T- he was known for having a ton of cats, That's, like at least twenty cats old? in his house. What I was, was probably in sixth grade, like fifth sixth grade. Isn't that the parents though, not the kid? Yeah, but people made fun of him, called him, you know, Mr. Catman. Well, why got to be some steady <laughs> stupid, stupid things like I'm sure that, that house smelled really good. I, but exactly. I, I blame the parents on that one. I don't think it was his decision to go get 20 cats. Well, yeah, it was. I didn't make fun of him. I kind of yeah. just, you know, stayed to myself. But. If you are a college kid, you're 21 years old, mm-hmm. and you live on your own, and you have more than three cats, I'm concerned for your well-being. Yes. I just, I, I just don't trust a guy with a cat. Just don't. <laughs> I don't have a problem with people. I just don't trust a guy with a cat. I don't cat. trust the cat. No, I don't trust a guy. Now, girl, yeah, I just don't trust a guy with do, a cat. Do you trust a guy who doesn't drink coffee? I think that's okay. Mm. I mean, I I need coffee, but I, it's hard for me, too. <laughs> Because I've seen Hollywood at like 5.30 in the morning in here cracking open a can of Coke. Yeah, I don't trust a guy to eat, drink Coke. At 5 o'clock in the morning. Hollywood, hey you got to change it. I mean, he's getting I mean, caffeinated any way he chooses. Uh, wait, but I do still. drink coffee before oh, I you do. Right, right, right. If we're going to go down this road, I've got way weirder things than not drinking coffee. I also about, don't trust anybody that puts ketchup on a hot dog. How about... <laughs> I don't do that. See, I don't trust that person. You, you can't do that because then you're eliminating half the half the population of America. <laughs> well, um, that's accurate. <laughs> you may be right. Um, here, here's, the, here's the greater serial killer moves, though. And that is no syrup on your pancakes. 
Oh yeah. Who does that? Who I don't does trust that? that person. Jason Fitz. Oh my goodness. And you. Uh, I go butter. Every host just I've worked butter? with. Sometimes just butter. Every host I've worked with on this show, in this slot on this channel, I've had one that didn't put syrup on their pancakes, yeah. and I, it's a serial killer move. How about cheese pizza? Plain cheese pizza. I'm totally good with just cheese. Also a serial killer move. Really? I think so. So you always have a topping? Why would you waste an opportunity? So would you if all was if all that was offered to you was just plain cheese, would you would you decline? No, I would eat the pizza. But I if, mean pizza's pizza. But if you go to order a pizza and you choose a pizza and, pizza and you and choose Nick, cheese over something else. Nick, you can have that area by yourself now. Derek oh, that's has, fine by me. Derek Derek has moved to, yeah. around the table <laughs> and away from there. Nick yeah. Kale. Because he's concerned about getting like sliced it. and diced. Stretch my legs out here. You want me to give me my here? Give me my work bag. There you go. You guys stay on the other side. I don't want any part of my belongings in your lap over there. Get it, give it back to me. No, I, I mean I'm, I'm not anti syrup. I'll have syrup, but I would just prefer just butter. I don't get like that's a, that seems like mm. a dry pancake yes, to me. Nick. No, dry would be no butter. That's dry would be a dry rub. How, how moist the- is this pancake? Yeah. That's a fair question too. Exactly. That is a fair question. Is it a is there blueberries thin, in the pancake? Is it a thin pancake or is it a thick? That's pancake? called a it's called a crepe. It's a very thin pancake. Yeah. Your flapjack. Do you like your Do you like your pancakes fluffy? Do you like crepes? Have you have crepes? You like a fluffy pancake? Housekeeping. You like me to fluff your pillow? <laughs> no, Tommy just we, needs sleepy. I think I think we're doing Tommy Boy, Saturday Night Live, mm. and Ricky Bobby all in the same segment. It's good stuff. You're not getting that in, anywhere no, else in Nashville. No, no. I'll tell you that right now. No, they're very thin pancakes. You like the crepes? Yeah, very thin pancakes. Crepes. <laughs> I don't think he knows what a crepe is. <laughs> all right, we're done. I don't trust cats. Chris Mason, final hour of the show. Big finish, final hour of the show. But we'll kick off the final hour, a little college football. It is a Tuesday, so it's time for Top 4 Tuesday in college football. Stay there. We're back after this. Say I love Chris.